It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down Hello, folks. It's time for American Loser. It's the podcast that puts the spotlight firmly on second place. We are live at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey, which is under snow. All right. We got snowed on. So fuck it. I'm out of here. It's one of our last episodes. Um, I'm just teasing. We're going to keep the show rolling when I'm down in Jacksonville. Uh, With me right now in studio, I'm excited that we're trying to get as many of these bad boys recorded as we can before I do go down to Jacksonville because South Beach Larry has to become South Beach Larry again. Yeah, really? You got snow here? I'm out of here. I don't blame you, man. I'm not built for it anymore. Jacksonville ruined me. Once you realize that you can, you know, be walking around in a a hoodie, you know, throughout the entire winter and just it's great down there. All right. It's an underrated little gem of a city. But uh, behind the ones and twos, obviously, the big kahuna is here with us. He's been very good to us today. Uh, This episode, guys, it's a fun one. All right. We wanted to get one out there for you uh, for your if you're traveling at all for the holidays, if you're going to be around your family. I think this is a very good episode for you to listen to on your way to go spend time with them. Perhaps. We can build a bridge and the annoyances that you had with your family or when you think that your family's crazy, this family we're about to talk about today will explain to you and make you realize maybe you don't have it quite as bad as you think you do. So that being said, Dad, we're going to dive right into this one here. Um, But before we can do that, we do have to plug a couple of things. Number one, check us out over on Patreon. We're just for $5. That's all we're asking, guys. The same price as a large cup of coffee or a cold brew over Dunkin' Donuts, you get onto our Patreon, okay? We're putting out all sorts of extra content. That's where the bread and butter is of this thing. That's where the longer episodes, that's where we blow Kahuna's mind on a regular basis. That's where I get to hear my name. Yeah, that's also true. That was another thing for uh, uh, the the $5 tier members do know the, the true identity of the Kahuna. Will you find out? Well, that depends on you. Go sign up for the American Loser Patreon. Become a member of the Founding Losers. (laughs) Kind of our own version of the mask, right? uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) The reveal, the big reveal. It's a a deep dive on a lot of great topics, too. Everyone who joins the Patreon sticks around and really enjoys it, and we love doing that for you guys. But this is one of your free Tuesday episodes. This one's going to be relatively short just because there's not a whole lot of subject matter to talk about. But what a perfect story for a podcast called American Losers. Um, as the holiday season approaches, Dad, you start thinking about spending time with loved ones. Uh, we found go. the story to be quite appropriate. Gather together. <laughs> it is a, a nice story of a family that moves from Pennsylvania out to the heartland of the USA, out in Kansas. A very traditional family for the late 1800s. They tried their luck in a few different places. They left Pennsylvania in 1869. And the family uh, is known as the Kelly family. Okay, And they will consist of a father by the name of William, a mother named Kate, Kate Kelly, Katie Grace Kelly. Do we have a... Of course, the Irish family has to have a cousin in there. Got to have a Kate if you're Irish. We have multiple Kates in our family, too. And that's why... And again, I was saying this when we were talking to our buddy Mike Salona, the great Mike Salona. Um, I've dated way too many Kates in my life. That's... I, Irish attracting Irish. I don't know what that is. You think we want something... You know, I want like a nice Spanish girl so my kids can go outside, you know, in the summertime. But... <laughs> Actually have... Actually have sunshine hit their faces. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. But, um, but so the mother's name is Kate, and they have a, a boy and a girl. Okay, and the boy is named Billy, and the girl goes by the name of Kit K I T. 
Okay, so Kate and Kit. <laughs> this family is eventually going to settle in a territory out west known as No Man's Land near the panhandle of Oklahoma. Like we said, they tried their hands at a couple of different things. They attempted to be uh, uh, cattle ranchers, uh, but then they, you know, not really having a whole lot of success. They decide they're going to set up a family business known as the Kelly Tavern. Ain't that the dream, Dad? Hey, there you go. What, you know? what could be better? Yeah, a family-run operation here. This is good. I'm going to, I'm, we're going to build something. We're going to work on it together. We're going to have pride in it, and it's going to be a generational thing. I can leave it to my kids. Right. So, Strong family bonds. Oh yeah, it's a regular family what could affair. Be <laughs> The American dream personified now, one might say. Uh, this family uh, owned its business, and they all worked together to ensure that the guests are going to have a memorable stay. Is it fair to call it that, Dad? Memorable. Memorable. Absolutely. <laughs> well, reports would say that the family was likely illiterate, which makes their success even more admirable. So, you know, yeah, you don't know how to read or write, but this guy's starting his own business. And, you know, if the, if your wife can cook a decent meal and you keep a clean room for someone to stay in, that's not a bad place to be, uh, you know, resting your head at night out in the panhandle section of Oklahoma. Kind of cool, actually. So you may be wondering, uh, on a show called American Loser, what the hell could possibly be going on with this family that would be making them worthy of a show called American Loser. We've had some pretty bizarre losers on this show, though. Like, I mean, it, f- it fits. <laughs> <You think? laughs> well, nothing weird has happened yet for them. They sound pretty normal, no. right? This sounds like yeah. a relatively American... The Kelly Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the Kelly Bunch. Now, we're in Kansas, near the panhandle of Oklahoma, but we're still in Kansas. Right. So that's that's the general area of the, of the United States, the heartland. So Yeah, you'd think that the nice, polite people out there, that's what you're thinking you're getting. And uh, if you're nervous about what's going to happen to this family out in the heartland of the USA, if you're nervous about what's going to happen to them, man, we got a left turn for you here. Okay. Uh, Kelly Tavern seems innocent enough, Dad. The guests uh, were often greeted by the family who uh, were purported to, I mean, they seem like any normal family, right? Kate Kelly, the mother, is in the kitchen preparing a meal for the weary traveler, while a young Kit, an 18-year-old, so, you know, if you're a traveling businessman, you know, and an 18-year-old young girl is coming to pay attention to you at the tavern, you're probably having yeah, some thoughts like, oh, my wife's back on the East Coast. This young girl seems to be very interested in me, you know, and I'm only in town. I'm a traveling businessman or I'm a cattle rancher. And, you know, you're probably having a couple of dirty thoughts here and there. You know, people seem to say the kit was probably attractive. Yeah, good-looking good, good staff of an 18-year-old female that's uh, not hard to look at. So, I mean, yeah. mom's cooking, you know, rattling them pots and pans out in the kitchen. This is great. It's uh, not hard to imagine that these uh, cattlemen and salesmen coming into the area are very eager to announce uh, their fortunes you know, or their value in order to impress a young girl like Kit. So they're bragging a little bit. Oh, and I'm sure Kit's playing it up too. The problem is this. Kit is actually a predator. Okay. The innocent little girl here that uh, is, oh, mister, you must have such an interesting life as a traveling businessman. I mean, do you make a lot of money? What do you sell, mister? So we got like a Norma Bates kind of thing going on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good angle on that one, man. But she's definitely uh, getting them to feel it. And all of a sudden, the the businessman, of course, he's got to have a little bit of bluster to him. Oh, you know, well, kid, uh, it's funny you should ask. I actually, I just got done with this huge sale and I'm doing, you know, blood. It's like Partridge family mixed with the the Mansons. It's Uh, great. That's, yeah, there is some nonsense (laughs) here. Hello, world, there's a song that you're singing. Come on, get stabby. (laughs) (laughs) A little Tex Watson action in there for you, too, man. But uh, that is the problem. These poor, unsuspecting businessmen are just sitting there trying to brag to impress this young girl. And once they've established that the guests have some money to their name, that they're a wealthy person, maybe, you know, maybe they're embellishing a little bit to try to impress the family. Who knows? 
But you're sitting, when you're the guest of the house, Dad, here at the Kelly Tavern, where do they always sit you? At the head of the table, right at the head of the table, the place of honor. Yep, there's a special chair that all the guests get to sit in, and then Kit would sit across from you, and she would be talking to you. And then, uh, you know, the, the son and the brother probably moving around, getting some stuff done, maybe telling you they're getting your room ready kind of a thing, and the mom's in the kitchen cooking over there. But once it's been revealed that you got some money to your name, a signal is given from Kit, and they go ahead and uh, what... When they give this signal, what happens, Dad? Uh, there's uh, a trap door underneath the chair of honor that uh, these guys are going to be falling into the falling into the basement, falling into a pit. Well, yeah, I had a pretty good. Actually, I'm a, a cattle salesman, you see, and I just sold a giant herd. I actually have a the check is in here right now. I I meant to sign my life insurance check for my wife before I left. I forgot to do it. I'll probably do that tomorrow when I get home. But what? <laughs> yeah. So now so, the chair is falling out from underneath them. Right, the trap door is launched. And you go straight down into the cellar. And if you're lucky, and I do, I know how crazy this sounds, <laughs> yeah, right. but if you're lucky, the fall kills you. Right. How big, how long is this fall that it should kill you? I like, couldn't find how, info on that. I was looking for it. That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the trap door just, boom, you go down. It's you're out of nowhere. Uh, you mentioned it on the, the video portion of this. It does sound a little bit like the hateful eight where there's somebody, uh, you know. Your buddy lady. mentioned that. Yeah. I yeah. mentioned H.H. H. Holmes. Yes, that is the loose reception on yeah, that. Yeah, because I was similar. like, yo, this is trap doors, fake walls. I'm like, I'm not about this shit. This is the part where I, as a Hispanic black man, would get the <laughs> fuck out. Feet, do your stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the trap door, <laughs> when the trap door uh, would fall to the pit below, if you were lucky, like I say, you'll die from the fall. Because if you survive, now a member of the Kelly family will be forced to go downstairs and finish you off themselves. Their most infamous murder weapon being the farm axe. So I don't know if that was like a chore for these kids where it's <laughs> like right. a, uh, Instead of splitting fire when you got to yeah. go split somebody's head. Hey, the cattle rancher oh, salesman, he's, he's not um, he didn't die. So, uh, you know, I just picture the two kids saying like, no, I killed the last one. You know, then they got to sit there and just kind of, uh, you know, do rock, paper, scissors, shoot for who has to go downstairs and finish off murdering the guest. But uh, this apparently is going to continue for some time. And after a few months of strange disappearances that all seem to be along the road leading to the Kelly Tavern, people start talking about this infamous myth meets reality of a family that was known as the Benders, Dad, a.k.a. the Bloody Benders. Lawrence Patrick, who are the Bloody Benders? Well, the Bloody Benders was a, a similar family. I mean, when you read about the Benders and you read about the Kellys, there's a lot of parallels there. But uh, they're actually um, a few years before the Kellys arrived on the scene that we have the, uh, the Bender family. Now, the Bender family weren't Irish. They happened to be of uh, German or perhaps uh, Dutch origin. But it's the same kind of a deal. There's uh, John Bender Sr. He's about 60 years old, sp spoke very little English. Uh, he was more like a guttural, dramatic uh, kind of sounding guy. Not too many people had too much conversation with him. But he was married. Do, uh, yeah. do <laughs> he was married uh, to Elvira Bender, who uh, allegedly yeah, Elvira. again spoke very little English. Elvira, yeah, mistress of the night, right? <laughs> um, and there was uh, John Bender Jr. He's around 25 years old, handsome, uh, good-looking guy. He spoke English very well. He was very uh, fluent in English. And then, uh, but there was reports that all of a sudden he would just laugh aimlessly at, at anything. He, 
that they figured this guy's this guy's a, a half wit to begin with. That uh, you know he'd just go laughing hysterically at nothing uh, in the middle of a conversation. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, And then they had oh, a God, uh, no, please. He had a, a sister um, whose name was Kate Bender. Now Kate was around twenty three, was cultivated, very attractive, spoke English very well. She's a self-proclaimed healer and psychic. Uh, she's giving lectures on spiritualism. Uh, and So she'd be friends more, with Cousin Pam. And more, more <laughs> interestingly, though, she's also advocating free love. So uh, she's uh, all about the whole free love philosophy and don't let, uh, you know, society's norms uh, inhibit uh, who you're going to love, what you're going to love, you know, love the one you're with kind of a thing. So, so she's got an OnlyFans is and what you're she saying. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bender family are putting out uh, handbills, brochures about um, uh, Kate's um, spiritualism. and uh, What's er- What era is this again that we're talking about? Uh, so these are prior, the Kelly family is, um, the it's 1800s. So it's not uh, OnlyFans, it's Only Ankles. Only- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, I should have seen he was trying to set me up, bastard. <laughs> Keep, keep but, going, uh, I'm sorry. But um, you know, the, then there's uh, all kinds of uh, uh, claims that, uh, or perhaps uh, John Jr. and Kate were not actually brother and sister, but perhaps they might have been husband and wife. But anyhow, they're making it known that uh, you know Kate's a, a big uh, free love uh, proponent. So there's a lot of uh, travelers that are making use of the Bender uh, hospitality. Now, the Bender household, <laughs> this was weird. It's a one-room cabin. So it's not, it's not the, the Taj Mahal by any stretch of the imagination. It's a one-room cabin. And down through the middle of the, of the cabin, they stretch uh, a wagon canvas. So the same Conestoga wagon kind of a thing that would have the canvas top. Well, now you're just going to take that canvas top and create a curtain down the middle of the cabin. So to a real estate agent, um, this is a great mother-daughter, uh, <laughs> it's a great mother-daughter facility here. But um, what the vendors would do is that the back half of the cabin behind one side of the curtain was the family living part. And then in the front half of the cabin or the front half of the curtain was a, a dining table and that's where their guests would stay. It was like a little general store kind of a thing. So. They, they set up this shop right along the uh, Osage Trail, which later became the Santa Fe Trail. So they're doing, they're setting up shop like on the main road. The, 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 one of the only ways to travel out west is along this trail, and that's where they're setting up shop. But um, it's the same type of a scenario that the Kellys had in that if you were going to stay there, um, the daughter Kate would would talk you up and find out who you're all about and what you're all about and whether possibly you've got some money, and then um, you would sit down at the head of the table where your back is against the curtain dividing this cabin in half, and at the proper signal, um, they would either smack you over the head to knock you unconscious, <laughs> or just come out from behind the curtain and slit your throat. And there was a trap door in the floor, just like the Kellys. Now, again, this is years before, so they're uh, they're ahead of the they're ahead of the times with uh, with that scenario. But there was a trap door in the uh, in the floorboards of this cabin. It wasn't directly under the chair, so I guess you know later 
<laughs> later versions, or at least two or three, that's when they started to put the yeah, chair do, and gotta, the trap Get door. a couple of kills out of the way before you really get good at it. Right. You, know, so, a couple, you got open mic kill a couple so of So once people. they slit your throat, they would just uh, slide the body uh, down the trap, Jesus trap door. Christ. And uh, that was uh, the Bender's um, situation. Um, and, you know, there was re- reports about people gone missing, that the guy was underway never never got to his final destination uh some law enforcement um people arrested several people selling some of the victors victims belongings but it was never really uh pinned on them um whether the belongings were sold to uh you know the porn stars uh rick and rick and the boys that, uh, <laughs> that kind of a thing who, who knows but uh there's a an extensive um search that goes out about the same same type of scenario that all these mysterious disappearances is now investigated um when this one guy um a doctor turns up missing just turns out to be that the doctor is related to a colonel ed york and a um a politico that's big in the uh, kansas uh political scene and they start looking um for the whereabouts of some of the people that have gone missing. Um, there's a big town meeting about it, which is going to be this big investigation. The two Bender boys, uh, Dad and, and John Jr., actually attend that meeting where it's announced <laughs> oh, that shit. they're going to search all the different houses around there to try to find some clues as to where these people might have disappeared to. Um, but then a storm hits and prevents um, Colonel York from going uh, further with his investigation. And it was really a couple of days later that finally somebody goes out to the Bender household um, to see what they might discover out there. And same kind of a situation again all over that, uh, um, you know, there's a, a foul smell that the, uh, a lot of the uh, barnyard animals haven't been fed in days and it turns out that the benders are nowhere to be found. They they did a skedaddle, um, which but, we'll see, we'll show later that the similarity for this. And then the foul smell uh, coming up from somewhere. They discover this trap door in the floorboards. They find the the remains of uh, some various dead bodies. They start probing around the outside to see what's going on, uh, and they find some uh, uh, some more dead bodies. Um, the neighbors are saying, "Yeah, you know." They really kept a very large, uh, like, vegetable garden. They had a two-acre vegetable garden. And it always seemed to be freshly plowed for some reason. No matter what the season, there was always a section of the uh, vegetable garden that was always uh, plowed. Well, they start discovering more and more bodies out there. Um, So they, um, again, these politicos, this this guy, uh, Colonel York, and his his brother was very much involved with – um, trying to find these the benders now they're, they're highly suspect obviously so they go out and, and start searching around for the benders um, the trail goes cold um, they they track them to uh, a train station that wasn't too far away but that's where the the trail goes cold they never really did find the benders although there were reports that the uh, by various vigilante groups that uh, who chased after them that they were uh, captured and killed. But there was a $3,000 reward for them, uh, $2,000 um, 
by the by the state and an additional thousand dollars from the from the governor, I believe. So it's three thousand dollars, which is very large dollars back in the time. Uh, that money was never collected. So all these vigilantes who are claiming that oh, we killed the benders and we hung them out on the trail, that's got to be bullshit because nobody's going to walk away from, yeah. from a $3,000 reward. Um, um, as I said, the trail went cold when they purchased uh, train tickets, but um, about uh, from a station that was about 12 miles f- from the house. Um, one of the things, one of the weird things, or <laughs> one of the weird things uh, we found about the benders was that um, there was a uh, report. Um, some of you might re- recognize the name as Laura Ingalls Wilder. Laura Ingalls Wilder was the one that wrote Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Wait. Cousin Megan. Yeah. The second thing we're going to ruin for you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, that... She wrote that she kind of remembers as a little girl that her father, uh, um, what was his name? John Ingalls, I believe. Michael Landon. Michael Michael Landon. (laughs) Michael Landon from the TV show Little House in the Prairie would often tell stories about going out and searching for the uh, for the Bender family. Well, that's all bullshit because. Uh, there was no way that they didn't, the Ingalls family didn't move to that section of uh, uh, Kansas until much, much uh, like a couple of years after this whole incident took place. But the long and the short of it is, um, you know, Laura Ingalls Wilder was really just drumming up uh, some additional uh, media attention as to uh, the Bender family. But um, that was, you know, they were never to be found again. And then and the story is hot in the memories. Of right. But it's, here too. it's very much hot in the memory. So when the Kellys came around and there's so many parallels to the benders that there's no way we were going to let this this um, the Kellys escape justice like the benders, uh, you know, escape justice. There was all kinds of various reports as to what happened to the benders down the road. But uh, never, nothing was ever really uh, proven. Well, uh, perhaps inspired by or a continuation of uh, the Kelly family is now murdering their wealthy guests and hiding their bodies on their property at the Kelly Tavern. This goes on for a while. They are completely unsuspected until December of 1887. The tavern, which was frequented often, and by the way, not all guests were murdered. We were talking about that with Salona that... uh, you're like, whew, thank God I wasn't murdered. And then one of your friends is like, yeah, because you're poor as shit and you don't have anything worth stealing. <laughs> right. So, you weren't worth the effort. Yeah, I'm not I'm not good enough to be murdered. That freaking axe is heavy. You know, <laughs> that, axe. that ain't easy. Well, uh, all of a sudden the house gets abandoned out of nowhere because people are noticing that the, the people are disappearing on the road leading towards Kelly Tavern. And they're thinking about this Bender family a little bit too. Like, Wasn't there a family out here that was murdering people? But then the Kelly family disappears in the night like a Baltimore football team, just gone, okay? And uh, strangely and suddenly abandoning the house without any warning. No one in town seems to know where they're going. Now, a former guest of the property was this traveling salesman from St. Louis named S.T. Greg, Greg with two Gs, just like my godfather. Um, He dropped by the tavern and was alarmed at the smell. First of all, the house is abandoned, and there's this terrible smell permeating the now abandoned property. Greg noticed the odor to be coming from under the floorboards in the cellar. And this particular salesman gets a little bit more than he bargained for when he finds three dead bodies decomposing in the cellar and the trap door used to capture and kill the victims of the Kelly family. So he's now seeing 
like Kahuna was referencing earlier, Loserception, H.H. H. Holmes has this murder hotel in Chicago. Now this guy's seeing like, oh, crap, I used to stay here. What the fuck? You know, thank God I didn't collect my bonus before I showed up here that one time. Probably got <laughs> me right. out of here. Right now, as can anyone, you, can you imagine if we did that here at Shared Universe? Oh, we don't like your podcast. Give Ming a signal and welcome to American Loser. <laughs> That's right. Poor Nick Franco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Has anyone seen Nick? I hope he's OK. Uh, Nick, you could give us a message. <laughs> well, as anyone would do in that situation, the salesman, S.T. Greg, gets the fuck out of there as fast as possible and alerts the authorities. A search party gets headed up by a cowboy by the name of Texi. Okay, so you know it's getting handled right when a cowboy's in charge of the operation. They arrive on the scene and discover shallow graves hiding several more bodies, two of them women. The Kelly family murders were equal opportunity murderers. All right. In addition to this, the search party finds an axe by the barn with human blood, flesh, and human hair still stuck to its blade. The Kelly family did not do a great job of hiding their tracks if they even cared to do so. So, Not even a little. With, uh, as you just said earlier, too, Dad, with the bloody benders still fresh on everyone's mind, right. instantly, you know, bringing back the similarities of the crime. Uh, and though the bodies are decomposing beyond what any CSI 1800 skill set's going to be able to identify, they're able to determine some of the victims based off their clothing. They would have stuff sewn in, like their initials and stuff, where they'd have paperwork on them. One victim was a cattleman named Jim Coven, uh, definitely a wealthy enough guy to fall prey to the Kellys. Uh, he was found there. Another body belonged to a very wealthy salesman from Chicago named J.T. Taylor. Okay. One of the dug up skulls that was broken, presumed to have been murdered by the axe found nearby. These bodies are proving to be all that's needed for this posse to form and frontier justice is about to get served. It is estimated now because they're referring to the family as the Kelly fiends. It's estimated that they had killed at least 11 of their guests and had presumably now run off with all the stolen money and property from the 11 victims of their uh, their crimes here. So not soon after the bodies are discovered, reports from nearby Beaver, Oklahoma, surface that the Kelly family has been spotted with many horses, a covered wagon, and seemingly have large amounts of money just a few days earlier. Okay, A posse is formed all too quickly, and the Kelly family has a target square on their back. They think they got out of Dodge. They think they're in the, you know, all right, cool, we moved on. We're going to start our lives over now sure. with this money, right? But a 20-man posse chases the family of four down on their route towards Wheeler, Texas. Once they realize that the Kellys had been, quote, made, if you will, a very boring two-hour horse chase takes place. Uh, at one point, Katie Kelly, the matriarch of the group, Mama Kelly, she gets thrown from her horse and snaps her neck, dies instantly. All right. And what does the rest of the Kelly family do? They keep on keeping keep on, on going. <laughs> so... All sweet tracks. Where in, the, where in Pennsylvania is this story? Well, they, the family came from Pennsylvania. This part of the story is taking, uh, they were on their way towards Wheeler, Texas. So no one knows the exact locations of where the uh, the hangings took place that we're about to get to, <laughs> to tip our hat a little bit. But, um, so again, now the mom's dead. The posse doesn't even stop. They see her, she's dead. You know, we're on our way out of here. Um, so she's... Kids just left her behind. Boom, they're gone. And now the husband is continuing to attempt to evade this posse on horseback. The Kelly children get captured next. Billy is age 20, Kit age 18. The posse wastes zero time in finding a nice tree nearby to hang these fucking devil children from. Kit pleads for her life, but her brother curses her out, admitting that she was as complicit in the crimes as he was. Billy did tell a them. True to, older brother till the oh, end. Oh, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I just picture the two of them elbowing each other from the gallows, if you will. I had nothing to do. 
bitch. Exactly. Shut up. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, they both pretty much admit it. They're like, yeah, we both had our, sh-, an exact quote, we both had our share of fun. So in a whisper, <sighs> Kit asks her brother if they should tell the posse the truth. Billy defiantly says, no, let them find out the truth for themselves. The two of them are strung up and hung to death. Frontier justice for the murdering siblings. With their mother dead, a half hour's ride behind them, the Kelly siblings were left hanging from a tree as the posse now turns its attention to old Papa Kelly. Papa Kelly didn't stop when his wife fell and died. He hadn't intervened or attempted to save his own kids as they were being executed. He's trying to just get the fuck out of there, but he's doing it on a lame horse. So the key is that because it's a lame horse, there's uneven hoof prints. This is going to make the horse very easy to track, and the posse is soon going to reach the patriarch of the clan of murderers. As the posse nears Williams, I'm sorry, William, uh, they fire two shots. William surrenders. The posse informs him that he's about to be executed, and any confessions or truths that he needs to make should be made now. The murdering patriarch denies his involvement in the killing, <laughs> all right, and says his family was just leaving town to avoid trouble because they knew they were going to get yeah, blamed for Yeah, there was a lot of people turning up missing <laughs> near our home, and we decided we'd start, start, start fresh someplace else. Well, the posse then strung him up by his neck for a couple of minutes, and after letting him down, William Kelly, age 55, now a widower with two dead children, finally admits to all of his family's heinous crimes. The killing of at least 11 men and women who stayed at their tavern and trusted them with a safe place to stay. A gold watch was found on William, on his person, that belonged to the salesman from Chicago that they had murdered when he stayed at their tavern. Okay, that's all the posse needs to know. We got the right people here. It was a tip. He got such great (laughs) service from Kate that he uh, gave the gold watch to Papa. I won this in poker. Yeah. Um, And they uh, they hang him high. They string this guy up. And the Papa, you know, Papa Kelly is now a a dead man sitting there in the tree. Uh, The infamous Kelly Fiend family, as we're wrapping up here, we got to get out of here. They become the stuff of legend. William Kelly is left hanging from the tree as the posse returns to town. The infamous Kelly family was a media sensation compared often to the bloody benders. They prove that, again, the family that slays together stays together. And all four monsters of the Kelly Tavern are dead and killed by the posse. So next time you want to bitch about your family as you're (laughs) getting together around the Christmas tree this year, go ahead and think about that. Nobody's murdering you. That's the key here. So. Um, anything you want to say on the way out, Dex? I want to throw to Kahuna for a casting couch. No, and let's, then get, let's get that. Let's get that. You got one? You got somebody? No, I mean, as you'll hear in in the little addition we'll have to this podcast, <laughs> I your friend hit. He did, we didn't record it, but your friend hit the nail on the head. I just cast Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and all their have kids. Their kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's my casting couch. Do the kids act? No, even better. Perfect, then. So right here at the half hour mark, uh, we're going to wrap this bad boy up, guys. It's a little bit shorter than our normal ones, but I thought it was just a good, fun story to tell for the holiday season. Please feel free to check out our Patreon. That's going to be launching. I mean, all the back episodes are there. Everybody seems to love those. When you join, you can listen to the back episodes, like we said, for just $5. Uh, This month's uh, is going to be John Brown's Raid on Harper's Ferry. Uh, we're also going to be putting up a little bit more content here. Check us out. Follow me at KP Burke Sucks over on Instagram, American Loser Podcast on Instagram. KP Burke over on uh, Facebook. That's where I'm writing all my jokes. Uh, I've got no stand-up comedy dates going on because the industry's over. But I want to say real quickly, thank you to the Kahuna for putting in some extra time with us here today. Merry Christmas, brother. We love you. We gave you your present earlier. Merry Christmas. Right? Uh, LP, great job on giving us the history of the benders here. Uh, I thought this was a damn good one. Uh, we got some paklava we got to give to the kahuna before we get out of here. Okay. <laughs> but guys, if you can't jump if you can't jump up and join us over on the Patreon, I get it. 
share the show, tell some people about it. Help me, you know, if you got, even if it's just one episode that you think is interesting for one particular person. But if you leave a one-star review, I will find you yeah, because I, I have that, a particular set of skills. Yeah, the guy who left us a one-star review, we actually got him a gift certificate to stay at the Kelly Tavern. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, go sit down, get comfortable Bonus in the chair, points. you bastard. Yeah. Bonus points. <laughs> Nothing insightful, my ass. <laughs> but guys, uh, this was very, very fun. Uh, my name was KP Burke. That was my Delph of a dad. Behind the ones and twos was the Kahuna. Yep. And that was the Kelly family. American Losers. An American Loser the day I was born. American Loser the day I was born. An American Loser the day I was born.